The police often question him just because they find him interesting. Bigfoot likes to claim he saw him once, but nobody believes him. Buddha meditates in front of a statue of him. He once 3D printed a 3D printer. In 2006, the United States government attempted to clone him, but his DNA was far too complicated to replicate. He once killed two stones with one bird. He is Mark Singh, and his words are about to give you a painful, debilitating erection that will last at least 16 hours. Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. Do not adjust your headphones or anything else that you're listening to this on. I am recording it from my shitty MacBook microphone because I am stuck, boys, on vacation. I went to Roatan Island, which is an island off Honduras, and I got an ear infection. So I came here with Marissa, my woman, and of course my four-year-old daughter, Lucia. We had a great time, but I was playing in the pool with Lucia. I got some water in there. Usually I knock it out with some alcohol, some rubbing alcohol that evaporates the water out of your ear, but I'm on vacation, didn't have any. Woke up the next day with a massive ear infection and in my ear completely closed up. I can hardly hear out of it, and obviously you can't fly when you have an ear infection. So while I usually stock up podcasts in advance, because I went on vacation, I ran through my supply, and here we are without a podcast recorded as I'm stuck in Honduras. Not a, not a bad place to be stuck, I'm not going to lie, but I was a little bit sad to see my daughter and uh, woman go home, so... Hopefully in the next few days, I will be able to fly home and get you guys a freshie come Monday because I have some awesome ideas. I just didn't want to record it on this shitty ass microphone and I don't travel with my entire studio. Although now that this has happened, maybe I should. So what I did is I handpicked one of my all-time favorite episodes and that is about texting. I absolutely love this episode. I've listened to it three or four times myself. So I handpicked that. It's a throwback episode I did probably a year and a half to two years ago. And I plan to come home soon, boys. The antibiotics are kicking in. I think there's movement happening. I can kind of hear a little bit out of it. So I'm hoping I get to get out of here by the Thursday you're listening to this or perhaps Friday or Saturday. And it was sick because I searched all over the island and I found an office space where I could still work and do my coaching calls. So while my ear is messed up, I could still talk. I just don't have a good microphone. So I'm still doing my coaching calls, still delivering to my boys because that's what I do and I deliver to you as well. So enjoy this episode, gentlemen, and I will see you on Monday with the freshie. So stay tuned for that one. I got a really good one, man. So enjoy this texting episode. All right, until then. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. And you are having trouble texting girls, as is the case with so many guys who I meet. They just blow it, man, every single time. And I hear all the time people saying, man, I'm just not good at texting. I just don't got that creativity to get her to text back. And I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, man. The problem is, is your strategy. Your creativity is fine. And the reason your creativity is fine is because you can literally spend as long as you need to to, like a chess player, think about how you're going to lead her 
into the inevitable conclusion you want to lead her to, be funny, be creative, do all the right things. The real problem is, is your impatience and your misunderstanding of some of the general concepts of how you should text a girl, how you should specifically build intrigue with her to kind of keep her on the line so she actually replies back to you. So we're going to go over some of those concepts today. Gentlemen, before we jump into the content, have to read an email I just got from one of my favorite clients. He's in week four of the program. His name is Ben S. I'm not going to put his last name out there because I don't want to share his private information, but I just got this. Got to read it. It says, Mark in explanation points. Had to tell you, brother, I had sex with two girls this weekend. I did the 8100 rule and push pull and it worked like magic. You are amazing and I can't thank you enough. Looking forward to continue growing and learning through your mentorship. Thank you with 16 exclamation points. Semper Fidelis because this champion is and always will be a Marine. And the reason why I wanted to read this one is because homeboy's 5'2". He's 5'2". And I know a lot of you guys are really insecure about things like your height, your weight, your physical appearance. He came to me and he's like, man, I'm 5'2". There's no hope for me. And he actually likes women who are significantly taller than he is. So he straight up asked me on our first session, he's like, would you be able to help me? And I said, brother, not only can I help you, but you are going to get, as I always say, guys, more ass than a toilet seat. And look what's happening. I think he's in week four or week five. I'll have to look into that. But he's brand new, just hired me, and he's already had sex with two girls, both of which were taller than him because he doesn't want to date girls who are equal to his height or shorter than him. He just kind of has a tall girl fetish, which I can completely understand. So Ben, props to you, brother. There's plenty more where that came from. And gentlemen, if you want those same results, if you think you're struggling with something that can't be overcome, I guarantee you we can overcome it because it's not what you're struggling from. It's how you think about what you're struggling from that really matters. If you want to get on a free call with me, sign up on my website, click on coaching, fill in the quick application, submit it, and you and I will get on that call. All right, let's get into texting, gentlemen, because a lot of you guys, man, it, it's pretty bad out there, boys. I see some really massive mistakes. And even Ben, when he first came to me, we kind of went over some of his texting strategies. And I remember him specifically because one of the worst things that he would do would be to ask for the hangout before he even built any attraction with this girl via texting. So he'd basically yank a girl's number and then he would text her immediately and say, hey, what's up? It's Ben. How would you like to hang out this weekend? Okay. That's absolutely horrible, boys, because we have to understand that when a girl first gives you her phone number, she's definitely at a certain level of attraction, but attraction is like a dimmer switch and it goes up and down based on your actions as well as time, as well as other things that are going on in her life. So you get her number on, let's say a Tuesday, okay? And you text her the next day at 6 p.m., which is always what I suggest. You may wanna take note of that because I highly, highly suggest you follow it. And there's a myriad of reasons as to why we do that. I'm not gonna get into them on this episode, but when you text her back the next day at 6 p.m., the texting conversation shouldn't go directly into trying to get a hangout because her level of attraction for you has probably diminished a little bit. Now, I understand that some seduction coaches say, listen, texting is only for setting up dates. It's only for logistical things, but I tend to disagree with that. I kind of land between both extremes. I'm not going to sit there really trying to get to know a chick over texting. I may 
depending on the situation, but I'm also not just going to use it for logistics because I understand that texting is extremely powerful. And like I alluded to at the top of the show, if you can play it like a chess game where you're thinking three steps ahead and you're deliberately taking her into an outcome that you want to manifest, it's super damn effective. Okay, so we understand that we text the next day at 6 p.m., We also understand that we only text her one time for every time that she texts us. And we also understand that we have to build some level of attraction, build some level of excitement, build emotion inside of her before we go for the hangout. And this is what I call building intrigue. Texting is one of the best platforms to really build intrigue with a woman. Okay, when I say build intrigue, it means that she's intrigued with you. She wants to know more about the kind of content that you're offering her. Now, let me ask you this question. What is everybody's favorite topic? What is everybody's favorite topic? Okay, what is your favorite topic? I don't even know you, bro, but I can guarantee you, your favorite thing to talk about isn't baseball, isn't surfing, isn't girls, isn't your job, isn't your favorite hobby, It's yourself, okay? You love to talk about yourself, bro. Don't even try to lie to me, man. You know you are one of the most self-centered sea basses that ever swam the seas of selfishness because you're human. Don't take it personally. Don't get butthurt. I'm the same way. It's so funny. My girlfriend, Marissa, man, like anytime I talk about her and bring up something that somebody said about her or make the topic about her, she just lights up, bro. It's like her favorite topic It's just human nature. We like to talk about ourselves, so don't get butthurt about it, but we're going to use this to our advantage, okay? So when it comes to speaking to a woman, you have to build that intrigue and you have to make it funny. Every time you text her, I want her to laugh. But that being said, and I want you to listen very carefully, and this goes to my client, Daniel. Daniel, if you're listening, you don't want to look try hard, okay? The problem with Daniel is you could tell he's really invested and he's really thirsty. So While you wanna be funny, you have to make it look like you're just off the cuff funny, like you're not trying super hard. And guys, don't make your damn text so goddamn long. A lot of you guys blow your load in the first text saying everything you wanna say to this chick in one text, and then she doesn't reply and you wonder why. The reason is, is because you have to segment them out. You have to divide them up. And I want you to think about it as like, I'm gonna give you a little piece of the puzzle and get you intrigued. Then you're going to text back and ask for more. Then I'm going to give you another little piece of the puzzle and continue getting you intrigued. And while I'm getting you intrigued, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about something about you. I'm keeping you intrigued. I'm about to tell you something about you and you're going to want to know what it is. And this is how to get replies. Okay, so a couple different ways we can do this. Let's first start with you've never texted her before and you got her phone number the day before. I always allude to something that her and I spoke about that really made her laugh, but that I didn't milk. And when I say milk, it means kind of overly speak about the topic where she got bored of it, where it was a high point in the conversation, made her laugh, made me laugh. It was a very positive moment, but I didn't milk it, right? And you'll see guys talk to girls and like, they'll ask her about her dog 
And by the end of the five minute conversation, he knows every single thing about the dog, like what time the thing sleeps, how the thing takes a dump, how it throws its leg up on the fire hydrant and sprays urine all over it. Like he knows all the things because he doesn't have anything else to talk about because he hasn't got the training and he has no content. So he milks the conversation. If you milk the conversation, do not reference back to her dog, for example. However, if you guys landed on a high note, and it made her laugh, she was feeling good, and you feel like that's a good thing to kind of remind her of that good feeling, then you're gonna text her about that at 6 p.m. Okay, as a lot of you guys know, particularly my clients, I like to accuse women of being like an ice cream man, I like to accuse them of being an eyebrow model, or if they tell me they're a promotional model, I'll accuse them of dancing outside of Taco Bell in a burrito outfit because they're a promotional model, right? A lot of girls tell me, oh, I'm a model. And I'm like, oh, you're a promotional model? You dance in a burrito outfit outside of Taco Bell? I think I've seen you before. And it kind of like cuts them down to size because they're like trying to brag that they're so hot and they're a model, right? So let's say I accused her of being a promotional model that dances outside in a Dell beef burrito outside of Taco Bell. So I may say something like, what's up, Kelly? I just drove by Taco Bell on Main Street and I saw you dancing outside in your burrito outfit. Relax, you're gonna break your hip if you keep dancing with that kind of enthusiasm. Something like that, right? I just literally pulled that one out of my butt. Or oftentimes I'll accuse girls of being an ice cream man and I'll say, hey, I just saw an ice cream truck going 150 miles per hour down the 405 freeway. I know you're late for the ice cream man convention in Anaheim, but relax, you're gonna kill somebody. Okay, so basically, it's a funny statement alluding to a high point in the conversation that you guys had where she can reply back with the funny response, okay? You may even want to ask a question, okay? Be like, so what's up? Are you late for the ice cream man convention or something? Or what's up? Did they offer to pay you in like 10 Dell beef burritos and that's why you're so excited about this? Where she can laugh, have a text back, and then you can continue the conversation, now, that's what I do when I've yanked a girl's number and that's like my first text. I, I always do that and it works really well. Another text that also works extremely well is, Mark to Kelly, come in Kelly, over. So you're basically imitating a two-way radio or a walkie-talkie. And when I say, I just do K-S-H in capital letters. So it's Mark to Kelly, come in Kelly, over. Okay, and you don't want to do the whole thing like, hey, this is Brian, the tall guy that I met at the lounge, de la lounge last night. And like, I'm really into hockey and like, so how you doing, girl? I just want to let you know you're really pretty. And I was wondering if you're like available on Friday because I wanted to cook you a five course meal and like make sure to wear your best dress. And I'm going to introduce you to my parents and, and confess my love to you and I'll have flowers and and I'll lick you down there if you if you let me. Okay, guys, don't do that. Yes, see donkeys, do not do that. It's a quick, teasing, funny text to get her invested into the conversation. Okay, now, if you've been texting with the girl and the texting conversation is kind of getting dry, it's kind of falling off, a lot of the times it's your fault because you're not being interesting enough and you're just like BSing with her. Like I see this all the time with screenshots that people will post when they first join the program. And then by the time they graduate the program, it's like a different dude because he understands, as I said earlier, that you have to give her individual pieces of the puzzle. Okay, here's a great example. So Kelly, dot, dot, dot. Okay, literally, boys, that's a text that I will send girls. Let's say I'm texting with her. We haven't texted in like a few days or whatever, and I just kind of want to get it going again because I need to nurture that attraction, particularly if we have plans to hang out in, say, like four days. 
Okay. And I need to nurture that attraction. I need to get it going. I love the text. So Kelly, dot, dot, dot. So Sarah, dot, dot, dot. So Amanda, dot, dot, dot. Whatever her name is. Okay. She's going to reply back. Yes, Mark. And then I'll say this. And I really want you to understand how powerful this is because it's about her. Okay. You say, I just realized something about you. Okay. Look how goddamn powerful that is. If I texted you, like, let's say your name is Brian. I'm like, so Brian, dot, dot, dot. You're like, yeah, man, what's up? I'd be like, hey, bro, I just realized something about you. Do you think you're going to let that text go? Do you think you're not going to reply? No, because like I said, it's about you and your favorite topic is yourself. Every day of the week and twice on Sunday, the only thing you want to talk about is yourself because as humans, we are selfish. We are egoic. Ourselves are our favorite topics. So we're going to leverage that. Okay. Always make it about her boys. I just realized something about you. She's like, what is that? Then you'd be like, you sure you want to know? I don't want to get you too excited now, make you freak out or like back to the burrito thing. I don't want to freak you out the way you freaked out in your burrito outfit, right? You're kind of like teasing her. Okay. Then you lead it on. Now you don't want to be annoying, but what I do is I like to like build the intrigue. I may even say, do you pinky promise not to get so excited about the compliment I'm about to give you and jump through the wall like the Kool-Aid man? And she'll be like, I pinky promise. And then I might say, you do understand that the pinky promise is a legally binding agreement recognized by the United States Supreme Court, correct? Now, this is just having fun. It's being playful. And you have to gauge it based on her reaction. I have templates that work like gangbusters that I give my clients when they sign up with me to use on the online dating apps, to use in texting. I have a shit ton of templates. And like a lot of guys will be like, dude, these things are absolutely amazing, dude. It's like they reply back exactly as you predicted they would. And I'm like, yeah, of course they do because I've had lots of experiences. But bro, I want you to adjust it based on your own personality and based on her reaction to it. So if she's kind of lukewarm about this building intrigue type tactics, then you want to pull back from it and kind of just cut to the chase. If she's really into it, then you want to keep doing it and kind of stringing her along. It's like my old tactic that I love to use on girls in the nightclubs. I'm like, do you like to travel? And they're like, yes. And I push them away and I'm like, travel over there. That works on like probably 60 to 70% of chicks, but the other 40 to 30% get butthurt. So I'm obviously not going to use that kind of teasing seduction technique moving forward. So you have to adjust, boys. Don't just be a marxing robot and just steal all my content and use it verbatim. It's going to work for you to a certain level, but you need to adjust based on her, adjust based on your own personality. Okay, another one that works really well is there's so many good things about you and just one bad. Like, guys, think about that. There's so many good things about you and just one bad. Okay, and she's going to be like, what's the bad? And you'd be like, dude, why are you being so negative? I just told you there's so many good things. Why are you focusing on the bad? Now you're getting in a conversation where she's intrigued. You can go back and forth. You can draw it out a little bit, kind of lead her along. But I like to do the compliment in like a push-pull kind of thing or what I call false disqualifier. So it could be like, it's too bad you're a fan of XYZ football, soccer, lacrosse, whatever team, because this other team is so much better. And that really sucks because you're actually really fun to hang out with, but that's a complete deal breaker. Okay. So what we're doing is these techniques where you're building intrigue, building intrigue, telling her there's so many things good about you, just one bad. Then you tell her the bad thing is a false disqualifier, which is you're not really going to stop dating her because of this thing, because she's a fan of the Raiders or something like that. And you're a fan of the Patriots, 
but you make it into a false disqualifier, a false deal breaker, while at the same time kind of complimenting her because she's a great conversationalist, you have good time hanging out with her, and you see how this all works together. Okay, so you could be like, so Kelly, dot, dot, dot. Yes, Brian, I have to tell you something, dot, dot, dot. She's like, what's that? You'd be like, there's so many good things about you and just one bad. Well, what's the bad? Why do you only want to know the bad? Why are you being so negative? No, no, I just want to know because like, I don't know, I just want to know. Well, listen, I'll tell you, but you have to promise not to freak out. I promise. Do you pinky swear? Because you do understand that the pinky swear is a legally binding agreement recognized by the United States Supreme Court, correct? Yes, I pinky swear. Okay, here it is, dot, dot, dot. And then if she's really buying into it, maybe you wait an hour. She's like, hello. Then immediately when she says hello, you shoot back quickly. Because like I talked about, RMP, reward and punishment. She's like, hello, can you text me? And you'd be like, oh yeah. And then immediately you shoot back. It's really too bad you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because the, I don't know, New England Patriots are so much better. It really sucks because you're super cute and you're cool. And that's an absolute deal breaker for me. So now you've built intrigued. You've made it about her. You've led on by giving her one piece of the puzzle per text to get the texting momentum going, get her texting back to you. And then you give her a compliment that's also with kind of a false disqualifier that teases her. Attraction is there, boys. Now, when it comes to going for the hangout, you only go for the hangout on a high note. So when I say play chess, not checkers, what I do is that exact sequence I just outlined, okay, about the so many good things about you, just one bad. Then I talk about the New England Patriots or whatever. Then on that high note where she's like, oh my God, stop it. And you can almost feel like she's hitting you on the arm. Like if you were talking to her in person, her reaction would be the equivalent of her like smacking you on the arm. In that moment, you go for the hangout. Now, I teach about exactly how to go for the hangout, and that is one template that I give my clients that I do suggest you use verbatim, but the first part of that template is, you know what, you're fun to talk to, I think we owe it to ourselves to hang out, do you agree with this brilliant conclusion? Okay, that's the first thing we say, always gets a great response, especially when you've built intrigue. Can you see how much better this is? Then just blow in your load like Ben used to do on your first text and be like, hey, it's Ben, the 5'2 Marine that you met the other light at the bar called the Elbow Room. Do you want to hang out this weekend? Okay. And and by the way, asking her to hang out on a specific day is horrible. What you should first do is get her schedule and then say you happen to be available on the same day that she's available. Way better. And again, I have a whole template for that. I think... I may have done a podcast about it. Please do not email me asking me which podcast it is. Just search for it in the search function on whichever app you happen to be listening to. My name is Mark Singh, M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G. And it may have been titled something like how to text a girl onto a date or how to ask the girl for the date. Dude, it is gangster level shit. The template that I have mapped out for you guys to get the date every single time. Right, a few other ones that I like to use that are really powerful when it comes to texting is you do this one thing that's so cute, but I don't want to tell you what it is because then you'll stop doing it. Oh my God, so damn powerful. Another one is, so hey, Kelly, I have something to admit to you. Okay, and she's like, what do you have to admit? And then you kind of drag it on and then tell her something, maybe even a compliment about her that you're admitting that you recognize in her that you like about her. Another one is, I have something to share with you. I was the president of Kissing University. Do you think you have what it takes to get into such a prestigious school? And she'll say, yes, I do. And that gets into sexual conversation. 
But the general theme, boys, that I want you to understand is that you have to build intrigue with chicks, okay? You have to make it about them. You have to give them one piece of the puzzle at a time. Lead them, get momentum going, get interest going, get excitement going. Then on the high note, you go for the hangout. And that's the basic mastermind element of this is that so many of you guys blow your wad on that first text or you give all the information up front and you don't leave yourself any material to keep her interested moving forward and then you kind of blow yourself out. So take this as gospel, man. Like really, really use this because this is when my guys get insanely effective with girls. They build intrigue with her. They get the momentum going and only on that high note do they ask for the hangout couple other things I want to say about texting is never under any circumstance double text a chick unless you do it immediately like you accidentally hit enter and then you keep typing. Try if you can to make your text shorter than hers if possible. If not possible don't do like gigantic paragraphs like that one I talked about the pinky swear being a legally binding agreement. That's like the longest one I'll ever send. And my other tip is to make purposeful mistakes in your text to look like they're rushed. Okay, so you very much are a chess player. You're thinking five steps ahead, but you're always looking like it's rushed and you're not thinking five steps ahead. It should look like you just yanked that out of your pocket, boom, 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 replied real quick, couple spelling mistakes, couple missed periods, maybe a couple spaces between two words, one letter's capitalized and one isn't. Or what I really like to do is like predictive text like if you said the word fucking, it would turn it to ducking. I'll leave that in there and make it so that she can interpret past the mistake that I made. But it's like the phone changed it and I didn't even proofread it. But make no mistake, I do proofread it. And I'm thinking five steps ahead. And I'm thinking, how can I get this chick on a date? That's like my only objective. I'm not just bullshitting with her to get to know her. Although sometimes I will, but honestly, like I'm busy and I don't want to waste my time doing it. I'm trying to get her on the date. But guys, to get a girl on a date, it's not about convincing her rationally, is it? It's about convincing her emotionally. Therefore, it's your job to spike the emotions in her because the emotion you had spiked when you first met her has now rescinded. It's gone. She was like at an eight attraction to you, especially she gave you her number and she's texting back with you. The attraction was pretty good, but make no mistake, man, it's gone down to like a five, a four, a three even, depending on the circumstances. So you need to get her back into that emotional state before you go for the hangout. Always ask for the ask on a high note. This is with women. This is with your boss. This is with sales. This is with anything. You always ask for it on a high note, an emotional high note, particularly with women. I'd also strongly suggest you listen to my recent previous episode, Two Wicked Seduction Techniques, R and P, because I talk a lot about texting and that it stands for reward and punishment. And texting is an absolutely phenomenal way to reward good behavior and punish bad behavior, as I spoke about on that episode. All right, gentlemen, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. If you did, I'd very much appreciate a review. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you a bunch of cool shit in gratitude of you hooking me up with an awesome review. As I spoke about at the top of the show, I'm also now taking new applicants into my coaching program. We have a few openings, so if you'd like to join us and get the results that you've always wanted with women, I'd absolutely love to meet you. Go to my website and sign up for a free breakthrough session. You and I will talk about your issues, and if you're like Ben and you're like, yo, I got this thing, there's no way I can overcome it, I'll tell you you probably can overcome it, and I will show you 
how you'd be able to do so, just like I did for Ben, who just had sex with two chicks this weekend. And I believe, and forgive me, Ben, if I'm misquoting, you hadn't had sex in several years. So congratulations again on that, brother. There's plenty more where that came from, as well as the rest of you, if you're willing to commit to invest in yourself and get this part of your life fixed once and for all. Gentlemen, I draw a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays. I do appreciate you listening, and I will see you in the next episode.